1: Hi, it's Natalie Tine, it's Natalie Jean, yes, it's chatting with Nat, and today we have Jamie from the band Crooked Forest. Taking influence from rock outfits like Blink-182, Jimmy Eat World, and Trouble Charger, Crooked Forest is the independent project of multi-instrumentalist and music producer Jamie Jekobzek from Woodbridge, Ontario. Self-produced and home recorded, it's melodic, it's aggressive, and it's unapologetically honest as it tackles issues of society at large with the snappy quips and crunchy guitars in a whole no holds barred DIY fashion. Let's give her a round of applause. Yeah. Hi Jamie, how have you been? hi i'm good how are you doing oh hanging in there Mm -mm. hanging in with the crazy the crazy world of the thing (laughs) for sure trying to survive it um so how have you been during this entire pandemic thing (laughs)
2: i've been uh i mean i've been doing uh i I have to imagine uh better than most uh, is the way i try to look at it because i look at what everyone else is kind of going through and i uh you know, count count my own blessings, so to speak, um, with the, despite everything going on. But uh, it's been a crazy time. Like it's definitely uh, not something I ever expected to experience in my lifetime, and really has thrown a big wrench, I think, into into everybody's life.
1: Yeah, no, it's been truly, truly crazy, chaotic. You know, every day, one moment you think, okay, this is gonna be over, and then another day it's like, oh, we have a new variant. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. <laughs> it's like you can't you can't run away from it. You just have to learn to live with it. Um during yeah, this, well, for sure. this during this time, were you able to um do any live streaming?
2: I have I just kind of really joined the uh the whole live streaming game recently, uh <laughs> like quite recently. Um most of last year I spent a lot of last year just watching other people do live streams and see yeah what everyone else was doing. Um, cause it's like, it's, it's, it's funny cause it's one of those things that's been around for a long time, but it's, it's like now we all have to jump on board uh, really quickly and, and get acclimated to it really fast. Uh, right. So I'm just, just getting into it really now, uh like with Twitch and, um, and with some stuff I do on like YouTube and like the Instagram lives and all that stuff. And uh yeah. it's been a, an interesting learning curve um, more than anything, just kind of getting used to, uh, because I operate all of them myself as well um which I'm sure like you're no stranger to doing a certain certain level of that too where it's just kind of weird yeah. where you like you have so many things to think about uh before you even okay. worry about the actual show itself exactly
1: um yeah
2: we all wear
1: many hats as independent artists trying to do everything ourselves is kind of crazy i tried doing the live streaming thing um this year um with B Squared Management, and I I liked it. I mean, there were some nights, there were several people, sometimes there were a few people sometimes that I was singing to myself. But it helped me (laughs) remember, uh, you know, it helped me rehearse some of my songs because sometimes when you sit down, you haven't played them in a while, you can't remember anything anymore. It's kind of crazy. Um, During the pandemic, and I asked this question of everybody, um, people had time to about life they had time to self-reflect you know i had friends that quit their jobs um because they wanted to do something that made them happy it wasn't just about the money and there were a lot of articles about people quitting their jobs during the pandemic because they just they had a different point of view um you know climate change my god the the pollution went down when people weren't out in the streets and mother nature and the animals were very happy running around um, <laughs> it's just it's just been crazy i i saw more families walking outside than i ever did in my life for sure yeah they they cut back on work because they realized they weren't spending enough time with their families um artists some artists decided to rebrand or just start all over it's it's crazy but really people had time to self-reflect because you know we we had that long period of time to uh to be by ourselves and you know just to think about life so during this time, did you have time to self-reflect? Did you think about how
2: you wanted to be portrayed as an artist? Did you change anything? Did you stay the same? Yeah, I um I mean I would I'd say I spent probably the bulk of last year just uh spending a lot of a lot of alone time uh going through everything that has happened in my life so far and and where I want it to to go from here. Um mm-hmm. It was a weird time uh, for me. Like I had a very strange start to the year Um, in around February. uh, I was dealing with some personal issues. So uh, it was around that time that I knew um, it was sort of going to be inevitable that within a short amount of time, I was going to get divorced from my husband at the time. And and it was when, as I was going through that, that I really, it really kind of kicked a lot of different things off uh, for me personally, where again, it's sort of all that self-reflecting where I'm like, okay. Um, I'd only been married a couple years, so I was uh, really struggling with just that decision alone. Where I was like, "Man, we, like we have we have we given it enough time? You know, what can we do? Can we right. you know, still fix this or not? Um, is or is that, uh, is there a point in doing that or is it is it just kind of done?" Um, and then COVID really hit us here uh, in March more than anything. And in March, I started working from home remotely, so that's what then I was finding myself as opposed to being in the office, you know, five days a week and around 40 different people every day. uh, Suddenly I was at home just with me and my dog every day, day in and day out and only seeing uh, my husband, like when he got home from work, which was usually late. And I would only see him for, you know, an hour or two a night. uh, But again, with everything going on, I was still mostly spending even that time alone. So it was, um, it was a weird, um, massive massive uh like shift in my entire life just being uh being home all the time and then of course like we were not encouraged to go out at all but i was going for more walks i was spending more time with the dog so all those felt positive um and and then in march uh when when i really started working from home that's when i i also uh i used to be a bit of a drinker so i quit drinking at the same time i was like this seems like the appropriate time for me to be like, if I'm going to get my act together here, and if I'm going to make a bunch of life changes, let's go. Let's go for all the big life changes at once. <laughs> Which um, I don't know if if that's the best way to go about it, uh, <laughs> but it was it was the way I decided to go about it. Um, so so it was very weird those first initial months where I was just like, again, yeah, and you're spending a lot of time by myself and like, what am I doing? Where do I want to go? What do I want to do from here? And and what can I what can I bring to people, bring to the world? What can I offer uh, at this point in my life? Because I felt like I wasn't doing enough, uh, just generally speaking, within my community, within my social circle. Um, and and I wanted to have more conversations. And it seemed like the right time to do that. But it, what I also found with COVID, and I don't know if you can relate to this, is with with COVID going on, where you'd think people had a bit more time to be communicating with each yeah. other and communication might be a little easier, it actually got a lot harder. Um, it's like, no matter how good the technology gets, nothing really uh, beats that, that face-to-face, one-on-one interactions. And we were having right. very limited interactions. And That's so very it was true. uh <laughs> Yeah, so I spent like the first couple months just dwelling on all that stuff, and all the while writing some some new music, which for the first time in years, really, that I sat down and wrote some original music. And that's when I was like, okay, I think this is what I can bring to the table here. This is what I'd like to present to people to, to facilitate these conversations. Right. Is I want to, I want to write some more music, and I want to talk about these things going on in a in a way that that ignites these conversations a bit more in a personal way. Yeah,
1: I mean, boy, you had a lot to think about. Um, yeah, I agree with you. One of the things that I've learned in, within the pandemic is that people need physical touch. Whether you're touching somebody's hand, arm, or you're hugging somebody, um, it was. It's, I mean, I was lucky. I was with my mom and my uncle, but um, I think I felt bad for people that were extroverts and really needed all of that attention. Um, it's just wild and crazy about. Things that everybody's gone through during this whole pandemic thing um, it's eye-opening and yeah even having the zooms and the google meets and the hangouts and all that stuff it still doesn't represent the same feeling of when you're actually in the room with somebody else um, and so i think also during this time people reevaluated friendships i know between this time and the election season here in the united states um, we learned a lot about our friends and stuff like that. Some I maintain, some of my For be. sure. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, it was, it was a whirlwind. Now, what was it about the music industry that made you say, whoa, this is me? Was it something that you saw? Is it something that you heard that you were just like, okay, I've got to be in this music industry?
2: Yeah, I guess, uh, when I was younger, like, uh, people in my family like like many families like uh love music the so music was always being uh, you know played in some in some capacity my dad is really into music he's got a big record collection so growing up i was listening to all sorts of wide variety of stuff you know from motown to 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 punk to rock to to everything in between um so I got into it pretty early, but it wasn't until I was exposed to like the punk rock and pop punk scene, uh, which is mostly bands out of like California at the time when I was younger. Um,
1: right.
2: That I really got uh, kind of sucked into music. Like I remember being sucked into my first music video that I saw on TV and it was a, a music video by the offspring. And I was like, there's something about this that just pulls you right in. And I was really instantly like addicted to these like catchy hooks and these great melodies. Um, and no one in my music, in my family, like, plays any music, but I loved okay. watching people play guitar. So I was, like, I was instantly obsessed with this idea that, like, I need to get a guitar for sure, and I need to become, like, these guys from California that are playing playing this crazy, these fast riffs and all, and having so much fun on stage. That was the biggest part about it, I think, is everyone looked like they were having so much fun. And I was like, yeah. I want to be part of that. That looks like a great time. Um, but then uh, when I, I started watching, watching, like, different music documentaries when I was younger and then uh, so I was very quickly pulled almost away from the idea of being a performer and I was Mm. like I actually just want to know how to make records I want to know from start to finish how you come from uh, just picking up a guitar to all of a sudden you have this 10 song record and it's going up for a Grammy like I wanted to know the whole process I was addicted to to that and uh, I was really into uh, this, this music producer from Canada called, uh, his name is Greg Norrie from the band Trouble Charger. Mm-hmm. And and watching what he did and the way that he built up uh, pop punk bands here in Canada. And it was just like, I, one of the things, it was like infectious where you're like, I need to know everything about you and what you do. So anytime they did an interview, I was like, I got to read this. I got to find everything. So when I was like 13 years old, I was scouring the internet for anything I could find to learn more about how to make records. And for whatever reason, uh, it pulled me in in such a way that I was, it was very quickly, when I was 13, I got my first guitar. And then in high school, started my first band. And then by the time I was 17, I was working in a professional recording studio. So oh. I was like, I was right all in from, from the get-go. Wow. There you
1: go. I like that. I like those kind of stories. How important is it for you to be an authentic artist, to be yourself, not to be something else that somebody wants you to be?
2: I think that's probably arguably, uh, especially now more than ever, that's the most important thing to me. Um, When I, I remember like when I started my first band and like, you don't really know what you're doing when you you first start making music. (laughs) Like, I don't know if you can relate to that, but you're just kind of like going through the motions, so to speak. You know, again, I'm going to learn how to sing this today. I'm going to learn how to do this today and you end up emulating things by these the artists that you're practicing things from um and not really giving any conscious thought to what that means like who am I as an artist like what does that even mean um and so like last year again I spent because uh like I spent so much time just thinking about my life last year and uh I was like okay so if I'm gonna you know go all in and start this, this new band, this Crooked Forest project, if I'm going to do this, there has to be a point to it. There has to be a reason. There has to be some sort of thing that I can say. I'm not, I'm not just doing this just to have fun like I, like when I was 15. Like It's a bit different now. Um, so it's actually the most important thing to me to be as open and honest with anybody listening to what I'm doing um, because that's the whole reason I write anything at all. Like, if if i'm not sharing a personal story there's like there's really no basis for me to be singing a song even when i choose a if i'm covering a song from another band i'm doing it because it's coming from a place of i really admire this group i really love this group on some level or this song for whatever reason and and i have a story to go along with it and i don't understand really other artists that just are like if they don't have a reason for doing it, per se, where it's just like, oh, my label wants me to cover this song. Okay. And I'm like, what's the point then? Like, I don't really get it. Neither do I.
1: But, you know, everybody's in the music industry for some, some different reasons. You know, some people, you know, they want the fame, they want the money. It's not even about, you know, telling a story or helping other people, which, yeah, I think is pretty sad, but to each his own. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I just, I guess, I mean, it, it is, it is sad. I mean, I really think it is because it's like, and the whole reason not to be like some sort of gatekeeper of music or, or art in any way, but it's like, the whole reason that art and music exists is to bring people together on some level and to, to say that I'm doing it just to get famous is such a selfish uh, way of thinking about uh, your own life. It's almost sadder to me that that someone would spend the time doing something like that for just that reason like there's got to be something bigger than even that, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I completely agree with you. Now, how did you come up with the band name
2: Crooked Forest? It's um it's actually a real place that exists uh that I only learned about uh, early last year, funnily enough. Um it's actually a real forest uh that exists in like the northern part of Poland, and I'm a I'm Polish Canadian. I've never been to Poland, but because of obviously I like have a certain connection with the country. And when I found out about this place, I just found it very interesting. It's the only place in the world like it, um, okay. where the trees have been, uh, it's kind of a lame story, but the trees have been, uh, have grown in such a way that they are shaped like hooks, like, and they kind of look like J's. Um, and it's, a, it's just a small circle of pine trees that have grown in this way in Poland. And, uh, there's, there's no real rhyme or reason as to why it happens um right. and so it's kind of a it's a bit of a mystery um that could just be you know global warming could just be a, a you know weathering and what what have you um but i just found it a, a very very interesting little story about this random forest in the middle of poland <laughs>
1: i like it it's very 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 unique very unique um so what is your writing process like and how do you deal with writer's block if you get it I know for myself I just throw words on a sheet of paper or yes I still do sheets of paper or the screen and I work uh, I start out with the chorus and then I go from there. So what is your process like?
2: My process is uh, it's a little messy but generally um Generally speaking, I kind of, uh, I, I almost always start with uh, my general idea or a line or whatever is the main source of uh, inspiration of that day. And I usually just run with the idea until I have, like, a full page down on, in some level. And it may or may not have choruses. It may or may not have uh, bridges or anything like that. It's, uh, it's, they usually read mostly, like, poems or just, like, general prose or whatever um, mm-hmm. before I do anything with them. I never really start writing uh, from my instruments. I always start with the words. Um, yeah. yeah, and I don't know. And I just kind of go from there. And it's, it's, it's usually just as I'm writing something that I'm like, I might say, oh, I kind of like uh, this line, so I'm going to repeat it. And then that might become a chorus just because I happen to like that line. All right.
1: I like that. Now, I'm going to play your song Still Catching Up. Tell us what that's about.
2: Yeah, so Catching Up is just uh, its kind of about uh, people in general, uh, something I was reflecting on a lot over the last uh, couple years, really. Um, people who have their own uh, I- ideas about the way you should be living your life, the way you should go about doing things. It's like when you're a kid and people are like, okay, well, now that you're done high school, you definitely have to go to university, you definitely have to go to college. And right. uh, it's about like, maybe that's not right for you. And maybe it's okay. That you take time to to figure out what is right for you because everyone seems to think that they know the best way to do things and I don't think they do nope nope they definitely don't I like it let's play it
1: great I like it I like it now, tell, let's talk about your new EP Just Them will I be able to say this Chris Chris, Chris Wim, like okay I did my best
0: <laughs>
2: that's alright I'm still learning how to say it as well <laughs> So, tell us about what the what the album
1: is about you know how did you come about
2: with this um, album? What made you want to release it, a new album? Uh, yeah, so it's called, uh, and I'm going to do my best not to to make a mistake as well, "Yesem Szewlem Lajem. That's Polish, um, for, which uh, basically just in plain English means I am Crooked Forest, because uh, this uh, record is actually going to be released under my given name, Jamie Jacobszak. Uh, it's the first one, that i'm doing that for uh after i've done i did a b- whole bunch of releases over the last year and a half but this one's like uh kind of special in its own way where it's um lyrically a bit uh, i speak about things in a more broader sense um but at the same time i'm getting a bit more focused on uh the more emotionally challenging things to talk about um in in all my previous releases with crooked forest uh what I love about what I do with that band is that i I say whatever I want when I want it, the way I want to say it uh so if I'm swearing and i'm ticked off about something i I go right out and say it in those ways right. um, but with this record um i it's it's more reflective it's more uh true to the way that i I think about things in in a more roundabout way um. Okay. So it's so it's more thematic, and what I ended up doing was uh so everything was recorded at home uh and it's it's the more it's the most stripped down recording I've done uh to date pretty much uh it was mainly just acoustic guitar uh playing rhythm like just rhythm uh chords or right. a couple couple notes here and there and and vocal uh it's nothing else on it, no drums, no bass, no anything and and it's just uh, it's, it's an opportunity for me to 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 again yeah, touch on subjects that are are sometimes too difficult to talk about in a more direct way um the The first track off off the album is called quicksand and it, it deals with a couple of different themes but also it's also talking about sexual assault and it's talking about um, mm-hmm. when when you're in a very dark place and how to how to get out of that place but also like making sure that you don't let other people tell you what happened or didn't happen to you um right and i so it's so it's, it's what kicks off the record and it's an important song because it's it's just uh, again just emphasizing that it's important to again as you were saying be your authentic self be be what's true to you in in whatever that means to you um and uh, and the record goes on from there and i talk about uh again more difficult things like a a friend of mine committed suicide uh, 10 years ago and i have a song called driveway that's specifically about him and and that and that uh, experience and and again these things are are very challenging in a lot of ways to just talk about to just to to say in plain English what happened and uh, so I try to uh, it's not not say that they're coded in some way but they're just talked about in a a more broad manner to to make it more accessible for more people so that uh, people that are otherwise might be uh, a nervous or embarrassed to talk about these similar things uh, know that it's okay to do it and you can find the right way for you to do that yeah
1: well that's very good because we need that but we need people artists that try to get people to be themselves and not to um, try to be anything but themselves and to be real in their authentic self um, I love for that sure. So you, so you also have a music video for a song without you and um, you said you shot that on your iPhone? Yeah,
2: um, I was living in Barrie for a couple months, which is a, a town just north of where I am now here in Ontario. And um, it's, uh, Barrie was another interesting experience for me uh, this year because again, it gave me a lot of opportunity to reflect on on things that I otherwise had not given the time to, that, that I probably should have given the time to a few years ago. And um, when I was living there, my i had a basement suite and it backed out onto this this really cool forest system where it had like a like uh, a few miles of uh mm-hmm. of, of trails that uh, my dog and i would walk every single day and it was great because it was very peaceful very relaxing to be able to do that and to be able to get into the forest like within a minute of exiting your house um because mm-hmm. it's something i really enjoy doing uh but the the other part about that is uh when I was living in Barrie, I used to have a friend named Dominic, um, and he uh, he was from Barrie, and he passed away in Barrie just a couple years ago when he was 27 years old, and uh, I never hung out with him in Barrie, but while I was living there, I found myself constantly constantly thinking about him while I was there and while I was walking through that forest. So. Uh, without You is, is, is really about loss and grief. Um, so I ended up deciding to try my hand at doing my own music video. And I thought, uh, you know, what it would be a nice way to, to kind of uh, brighten up the song a little bit by featuring my, my dog, Dakota. Um, because everyone always loves to see Dakota. He's got a, a big smile on his face all the time. And, uh, and so I shot the video just in that forest uh, that we would walk every day. And I uh, just did it on my iPhone and spliced it together really easily on uh, iMovie. I'd never done that before, um, just to see if I could do it. And I think it turned out pretty well.
1: Awesome. I love that. I mean, yeah, we don't have, always have to pay people thousands of dollars to do um, music videos. We can do it ourselves. I, I tried that myself. Um, this woman, she knew how to do videos, but she would incorporate, like, other videos inside the video. But I just sent her a video cool. of me doing something and she's able to incorporate that so kudos to you i mean yeah anyway save money as well and then i mean depending on which iphone you have my god it can come out even better than if you hire somebody um to create the music video for you so that's fantastic yeah
2: it's, a, it's amazing yeah the technology's come a long way it's it's uh i do almost all like so many things on my phone itself now and i find when i try to go like go out of the box and use like uh like a digital camera or something instead mm-hmm. it ends up being like a, a major hassle so I end up going back to the yeah. iPhone like every time <laughs> exactly oh my
1: goodness now what do you love about being an artist uh
2: i i mean i think uh more than anything it's just it's it's really important to me and it's it's nice to have a creative outlet uh just some place to to safely unpack uh Uh, things you're going through and and do it in a way that is able to bring you some sort of joy especially if you're dealing with issues that are uh uh, you know a little difficult or or a little frustrating at times um kind of the nicest part about it for me and what has continued to to bring me back to it like after so many years right right
1: Mm. all right we're going to play your song wasted time tell us what that's about
2: Waste of Time uh, kind of is a uh, a bit of a commentary on how I spent the whole last year, like mm. like releasing, released something something obscene over the last year or so, like thirty plus songs, uh, original songs, um, <laughs> while I was you know hold hold up at home uh, by myself and stuff. So, Waste of Time is kind of just. Uh, it ends with talking about like, you know, maybe all of this is just a big giant waste of time. And, you know, I might not be able to do this forever because, you know, I'll have to get back to some sense of normal life again and, and go back into working in an office maybe at some point. Um, but, right. but right now let's just continue wasting some time. Um, all righty. <laughs>
1: with anyone dead or alive who would it be and why
2: oh that's a really tough question uh but these days uh for sure at the top of my list right now is uh i'd, I'd want to do something with jimmy world or i want to do something with uh death cab for cutie for sure uh more specifically i'd want to do something with jim atkins from jimmy world or uh benjamin gibbard from death cab uh they're arguably they've they've catapulted themselves to the to my favorite songwriters uh <laughs> the top of the list, so that would be really cool for me
1: yeah that would be super 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 awesome uh, what are three things you wish you had known before you got to the music industry
2: um i wish uh I wish I'd known that uh I'd have to be more more vocal and more direct with other industry professionals about uh, what my expectations were as someone working uh, in professional recording studios Um, I found that like when I first started like I knew so so little about the industry and I was just trying not to step on any toes that I for too many years I feel like uh, people kind of they take advantage of of people that don't know any better in the industry, and I wish that I had had known a bit more about that so that I could protect myself a little bit better. Um, and I also wish that I I was just smarter about um, again again more just coming to to putting myself first. Uh, I think any any new person entering the music industry ha- has a tendency to downplay their own. Um, downplay your own role to some degree and 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 put yourself kind of underneath other people especially when you're working with people that are of a high caliber um like and especially if that happens right out of the gate uh because it's very easy to get down on yourself and be like i am i even good enough to be here with these people Um, and i wish that uh yeah that i i spent more time just remembering that uh that I was a, as important in every room as as those people are, and that what I do is no different than what they do. I think that would be the main thing. Amen. Amen to that. Now, if you could give
1: yourself, your younger self, advice, what would you what would what was, what would be the
2: advice that you would give? I think the biggest piece of advice I'd want to give myself um, is uh, more so pertaining to being a performer and, and a uh a songwriter is just to to really believe in myself a lot more uh again it's it's so easy it doesn't really matter what creative medium you do I think it's so easy to to think that what you're doing isn't good enough to share with people and right. I think uh the one thing I've learned and really reinforced uh the older I get is that uh the stories I have to share are very important and 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 are, are just as necessary and can can help other people in the same ways that so many artists have helped me. Um, right. So I, I'd, I'd want to just kind of push myself a little harder and and just believe in myself in general as a as a whole person more and and know that my my place in the industry uh, matters just as much as anybody else's. Amen to that. Amen to that. That that I love
1: that answer. Uh, what is the one common myth? About the music industry that you want
2: to debunk. Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, There's so many. Debunk. <laughs> I mean, I think I think one of the biggest ones that I that I, I I circle around a lot these days, that people seem to keep trying to downplay. Is people keep trying to downplay that uh, women in the music industry are treated in the same way as men in the industry, and they say that this has been going on forever, and they will cite the biggest women in music in order to prove their point. Um, But in my experience, uh, it still couldn't be further from the truth. Uh, It's still very apparent that the men of the industry, many of them um, are trying to downplay women's role in the industry. And as if we don't, again, don't have a place there. And I think uh, the more you learn about music history, the more you realize that most of like the biggest hits of the entire world were written by women and they were written by them so long ago that the only reason you don't hear about it is because these people have like passed away so long ago and like but there's still so many women even today of course that are writing massive hits and are on are on all these great records but you just never hear about them because they don't give them the credit for it
1: right i agree with you a hundred percent on that one we need more credit we're doing our thing you know one time i, I interviewed this one young lady and she was saying how she went to this other- and she was the only female producer there. Now it's gotten a lot of- better <laughs> now, but it's, that is just crazy to me. Like there were hundreds of male producers and she was the only female one in
2: there. Absolutely. I believe that for sure. Like it's uh and it's funny in, in the music industry because it's it's something that doesn't just affect one part of the industry. It's like whether you're in a record professional recording studio environment and that's your thing or whether you're uh you're going on tour with fans like the, the the disparity between men and women is is astronomical, and it's just yeah. insane when you think about the fact that women probably make up way more of the sales of music than men ever right. could. Uh, so it's like we really gotta we really gotta work on closing this gap because it's getting uh, at this point it's just ridiculous.
1: No, I agree with you a hundred percent, a hundred percent on that one.
2: Um, you know, one day one
1: day they'll recognize they'll recognize our power. Uh, what is a quote or a message that you like to use on a daily basis during the month or the year that helps you push yourself along?
2: Uh, I always um, I always come back to a quote which is a lyric uh, from, uh, it's a Jimmy at World lyrics. that's uh, just believe your voice can mean something and it's, huh, it's, it's really the most it's the most important phrase for me, uh, with both with what I do musically, but just in, in a general sense. Um, I think it's very easy for all of us to, even if, like, you're just, for example, like, out at the grocery store and you're struggling with, like, you see people, you know, I don't know how it is, uh, how it is there, but, like, people, like, not wearing their masks and people, you know, fussing about all these COVID restrictions, which are, you know, measures here to save lives. And it's like exactly. you... It's it's too easy for you to sit here and be like I'm not gonna say anything because what does it matter what I say or I don't I don't want to say something because then it's gonna uh, they're just gonna come at me and I think it's really important to remember that like your voice and what you say can be the one thing that changes changes That's something for someone else or or it literally in this case saves a life so it's important that you use it.
1: Amen to that. I love what I love what you just said here believe your voice can mean something mm, 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 mm. that should be given to everybody in this world, <laughs> you know, I agree. I was interviewing this young girl. She was 13. And, you know, she says I thought about herself and being authentic. She said, well, you know, um, people have a certain view on the internet about how you're supposed to look. And the girl was cute. She was pretty. And I said, my God, you're pretty. And she has an amazing voice. And I'm like, you can't look at that internet stuff anymore because the world is changing. You know what? People perceive yeah. as beauty is totally different, you know, and not everybody has the correct vision when they're talking about beauty anyway. And there's always interview beauty. <laughs> project out the outer beauty and stuff like that. And I'm just like, you got to do you, you got to believe in you. Whenever every time you wake up in the morning, you look at yourself, just know that you are doing something great and that you are great. And you know, if you have naysayers in your life, poo poo on them. All right. Baby. <laughs> Absolutely. For sure. Us that you're doing your thing. No, I love what you said there. Well, Jamie, thank you so much Uh for being on chatting with Nat. I really I uh, appreciate you coming on. It was truly an honor to get to know you. Um, you're you're amazing. You're awe-inspiring. Um, you're authentic. That's what I love most, Auth- the authentic- authenticity of you and your band, The Crooked Forest. Thanks very much for having me. It
2: was great talking to
1: you. Oh, I, It was truly my honor. I'm going to continue to follow you, and then hopefully one day we'll be able to do a um instagram live i think that'll be a lot of fun
2: oh for sure yeah that'd be great all right everyone that
1: was the band crooked forest that was jamie Jacobsek, and she's awesome you can find her website at www.crookedforest.ca, or you can just google her because she's on instagram facebook and twitter until next time on chatting with matt